Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was chatting with a friend this weekend and she brought up an, a very interesting conversation about, you know, how is it that all of these, you know, celebrities and like really well-known influencers, like how do they figure out what choices to make within their business in terms of founding a brand and which brand to found and like having a podcast and what podcast they should do and like what what are the topics and like if they want to be on a reality show or they want to host a red carpet like why would they do that what show would they host which red carpet would they host um you know if they want to speak what events should they speak at all these all these different things and so I essentially thought it would be an interesting discussion to also share with you because there's a lot of strategy that goes into influence I'm tired, to say the least, of seeing surface level information about what it takes to be an influencer. For example, I saw somebody earlier talking about, oh, you know, you know, while you're still figuring out what your community wants, just uh, kind of test things out, experiment. You don't have to be strategic, just kind of like throw spaghetti on the wall. And I get the sentiment, I really do, like while you're still figuring out how to present yourself um, and how people will perceive you and figuring that side of things out, yeah, you're probably going to be more experimentative. But while you're still figuring out what your community wants, no, 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 no. Okay, let's backtrack. Imagine you're a brand like any other, Target, Starbucks, right? Um, Flower beauty, like rare beauty, any any type of brand, whatever brand you like. Imagine that brand launched by throwing spaghetti at the wall. They had no idea who they were targeting. They had no idea who their community was. So they thought, why don't I just like throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks? Maybe it's going to be blush. Maybe it's going to be this. Maybe it's going to be that. No, brands don't approach things like that. They start with a business plan. They start with goals. They think about where they want to be in the future. Are they going to get there? Yeah, maybe. Are they going to reframe their goals and the way they go about certain goals along the way? Yes. Are they going to reshape those goals and some of the goals that they want five years from now may change a year from now? Yes, 100%. Okay. But they have goals and how to get there. And they also know exactly who they're targeting. It's an ideal target audience. They do a lot of research ahead of time to figure out how their brand, as opposed to other brands on the market in a similar niche, can fill a void for their specific consumer and provide them with specific solutions that they clearly need based on the research that the brand has done. 
So no brand is out here throwing spaghetti on the wall. Maybe they're experimenting with how to do their content marketing. Or maybe they're figuring out which platform is best for them. Or maybe they're figuring out some of the, the details of things. But the big picture, that was not spaghetti thrown at the wall. And so I do not recommend as an influencer who wants to stay in this game for a while, who wants your name to be remembered, to have the just throw whatever on the wall and see what sticks strategy. No, please do not ever do that. If you start with the intention of you know, influencing people. That's what you know you want to do. You want to change people's lives. You want to impact them. You need to do significant research on the type of person that you are hoping to connect with. You need to figure out what they need. And you need to assess how your passions and the things that you know about and the things that you love are going to fill that void for them, are going to provide those solutions to your ideal target audience, are going to be beneficial to that person so much so that they continue to keep up with you and they continue to line your pockets. Because a, a like or a follow, that's not going to line your pocket. But somebody buying a product from you or somebody buying a product from the brand that you're advertising, yeah, that's going to get you money. And like, that's at the end of the day, that's how you're able to see the impact of your influence from a business perspective. How much money are the brands that you're advertising making on your behalf? And if you choose to have other ventures, which I support and think is incredibly smart, I mean, look at any other influencer that you probably admire, any of the Kardashians, um, Jackie Ina, Chiara Ferragni in Italy, um, you know, Manny MUA, Nikki Tutorials, Selena Gomez, all of these people have figured out exactly what they are doing on behalf of the person that they're looking to connect with, what they're doing for that person, how they're helping that person, how they're changing their lives based on the things that this influencer is going through and maybe the type of person that the influencer needed when they were younger or when they were less experienced or when they were struggling with something or whether that's like a medical condition or, um, you know, a creative block or a fitness journey or what have you. And so the reason why it's so important to establish a personal brand as early as you possibly can and ask questions to your audience, do research, figure out how you want to perceive, be perceived and how people actually perceive you on the internet through this community that you're building. And then that's going to provide clarity to you on, okay, from there, what brand can I found or what podcast can I start or what book can I write or what TV show I can be on that makes sense based on how people perceive me. Let me give you a real example. When it comes to like a brand founder, for example, you have Kim Kardashian starting Skims. That makes a lot of sense. That makes more sense than Kim having a fragrance. That makes more sense than Kim having a makeup brand. It makes a ton of sense. Why? Because she was personally struggling with finding shapewear that fit her body type. And so she had to do a DIY moment with brands that already existed. And she thought, fuck that. I can't be the only one going through that. So I'm going to found Skims. 
Rihanna coming out with Fenty, her perfume, makes a lot of sense. Whereas that may not make sense for Kim Kardashian because nobody's exceptionally commenting about how good she smells or even her smell in general. But people are saying a lot about Rihanna and the way she smells. So her coming out with a perfume makes a ton of sense. Kim Kardashian having a makeup brand mm, doesn't make as much sense. But Makeup by Mario, her makeup artist, having his own makeup brand makes a lot of sense. You know, and then he can use Kim as a model or in some sort of like promotional campaigns or he can do the makeup for her skims campaigns and they can have like a crossover. But there are, you know, there are reasons why certain ventures make sense for each person. And the reason is because of how they're perceived. Rihanna smells good. Everybody says that. Her coming out with the fragrance makes sense. Kim's body type, talked about all the time. That is how she's perceived. That is what she's really known for. Her coming out with shapewear makes sense. Mario and his makeup skills being, you know, known by millions of people around the world because of his artistry on celebrities, him having a makeup brand makes a ton of sense. These things are extensions of the influencers or celebrities personal brand. And that is something they have solidified or had people on their team help them solidify. Because when you're getting to a point where you're somebody like Kim Kardashian or Rihanna, chances are you have a personal branding strategist that is helping guide you and what ventures may make sense for you based on the community that you have built and how you want to serve them. And so it's all very strategic. And the reason why I encourage influencers to build a personal brand and not just focus on how do I work with brands and how do I build a following? Like, that's wonderful. If you want to do that, that's great. But building a following does not mean building a bank account. And working with brands does not mean you're influencing people. That doesn't mean anything. At this point in the social media space, it is way more accessible for somebody to work with brands than it was with 10 years ago. It is so much more accessible to grow a following now than it was 10 years ago. But building community takes strategy. Building community is not throwing spaghetti at the wall. It's seeing what do you want to do with that community five years from now, two years from now. And you'll notice that the more you read about some of your favorite influencers and read articles about them, which is already an indication that they have strong, up strong personal brand if they're getting picked up by the press, if you actually start diving into these articles, you'll see that they have been thinking about what it is that they want to do with the influence they have. And very few of them bring up, yeah, I just like wanted to work with brands and like get free makeup and like grow following. They're like actively telling the reporter, like, what is the point for them of building that following? And what do they want to do with it? How do they want to serve that community? It's about serving an audience. I think that like gets missed a lot of the times in terms of influence. I think influence is glamorized and thought of as like, oh, I'm influential. Everybody wants my life. And it's like, not really. Like, that's not what it is. Influence is serving people. You are influencing someone else and their behavior and their thought process and their lifestyle through 
the things that you have experienced, the lifestyle that you have adapted to, the things that you have learned or wish you had learned earlier or the person you wish you had earlier. And now you're using that for good. And so I think that what separates like a hobbyist from an influencer or what separates a content creator from an influencer is somebody who is taking us up personal branding very seriously and you don't have to do it alone like there are people obviously that are just naturally good at this like girl boss town being known for PR moves like this is her job okay like she's really fucking good at it so she can do it herself um and I would argue somebody like Charles Gross I think has a pretty good grasp on on this himself especially reading kind of through his um emotional kind of transformation. I think this is something he has been doing for himself. But some creators, and I would argue people at this point as large as like Kim Kardashian and even at very beginning stages in terms of the types of people that I work with on a personal branding consulting basis are people that can't do it themselves or don't want to. They'd rather just delegate it to somebody else who knows better or has more experience or is actually an expert. But the thing I would I would say is, you know, there's a lot of like information out there and courses that you can buy and resources that you can download and things like that. Like be mindful of why you're even buying those things. Are you buying them because you just want to work with brands? You want to go on brand trips, trips and get free shit? And like that's why you're buying a how to work with brands course? Or are you buying it because you want to understand how brands work? And that can help you build the strategy for your personal brand too. And I can tell you 100% that there are very few courses that do the latter. (laughs) There are a lot of courses that teach you the basics, kind of how to work with brands and how to email them. And like at this point, I'm not really sure why we're paying for that, but that's just me. Um, (laughs) But you have to be strategic. That's why, like when I talk to creators and they're like, I don't understand, like why you know, management agencies won't manage me. Like, that's why. That's why only 1% of creators have managers is because that 1% has spent a lot of time on their personal brand and building community and understanding what that community wants and how they perceive them and, like, what value the influencer can provide to that community through more than just brand deals, through, like, you know, other ventures. And even with brand deals, how to be really selective and intentional with the brands that you choose to partner up with because you know that one brand can serve your community and is one that your community would be interested in knowing more about. And the other brand, even if they pay you more, may not be one that's interesting to your community and therefore that ad will flop and it's not going to perform well and that brand's not going to come back or they're not going to be happy. Like even choices like that are all determined based on how well you know your personal brand. This is why I continue like feeling, I feel like sometimes I'm like screaming into a void of like personal branding is really important. Don't discount that. Like, but that's why is because every single successful creator that you look up to, if you were to reverse engineer their their journey, it all goes back to a specific why. And that why is the thing that sparked their personal brand and laid the foundation for their personal brand so that they can make more intentional choices and influence with intention as opposed to just accepting every and any opportunity or as I've heard other people say, (laughs) throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. So be really intentional about what you're doing 
And sometimes that may weed people out from being an influencer. And that may make you realize like, I'm not cut out for this shit. I don't want to do it. And it may make you realize like, you know what, maybe I want to just create content for brands. Or maybe I want to just like, be the influencer that works with brands and like gets free shit. And I'm happy with that. And I'm cool with that. And that's all I want. And like, that's fine to realize. But it's good to like, at least try and then you realize, okay, this is where I want to go with my career. But if you really want to make a name for yourself, you want to be fucking remembered. The key to that is a personal brand. It's not just knowing how to work with brands and how to email them. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.